is the Matter of Perspective, the geopolitical podcast of the Danube Institute. First of all, let me welcome our invited speakers, Esther Petronella Chauche, expert on French politics, and she teaches at the Milton Friedman University, and she's also editor of franciapolitica.com. And uh, Thibaut Giblin, essayist and visiting fellow at the Matthias Corvinus Collegium. Welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the invitation. In this episode, we are going to talk about the French presidential elections, the first round of which is to take place on the 10th of April, and then um, the two uh, candidates receiving the highest number of votes in the first round will compete with each other for the presidential seat in the second round, which is to take place on the 24th of April. My name is Fanny Korbic, and I will be the moderator of today's discussion. I am a research fellow at the Danube Institute. Let us begin then with the most obvious question, how do candidates stand in the latest polls? How would you evaluate the rates they achieve in these polls? Esther, as an expert from Hungary, what is your evaluation? I think the standing is quite clear. Uh, it means that Emmanuel Macron uh, is the candidate with the most uh, chance to uh, get to the second round and Marine Le Pen is uh, second. Nevertheless, there is a Uh, strong competition behind Marine Le Pen with three other candidates still competing for the second place, Eric Zemmour, Jean-Luc Mélenchon and Valérie Pécresse. Uh, I think that the <clears throat> most probability uh, I would assign to the scenario of a rematch of uh, 2017. Nevertheless, I would never ex exclude a surprise either on behalf of uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon or uh, on behalf of any other candidate uh, from among the, the, uh, the, the triumvirate that I just mentioned. So I, I wouldn't call this uh, election closed and uh, And uh, uh, I, I, uh, I think that uh, there are some open questions um, that are uh, left to be resolved. And in the second round, the polls are quite clear. Um, whoever is in the second round right now, according to polls today, uh, would be uh, beaten by the incumbent. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the, the open question is uh, by what margin? Uh, and secondly, uh, I think we'll have the possibility to talk about this. Uh, uh, we will have to see the, the level of legitimacy that the president will have, because this campaign is quite special. As you know, uh, the, the war in Ukraine uh, kind of uh, mutes all other topics on the political agenda. Yes, and, and, and Thibault, as you are a French national, uh, do you see anything differently Um, what do you see um, in, in French society? What uh, do they think of, of the competing candidates in the polls? And do the polls reflect uh, um, what is the sentiment? I think that Esther uh, said something really exact, uh, pointing the question of the legitimacy. Um, in the last polls, there is some, this was very well explained, very clear, uh, the, the picture of the, the chance of any candidate. Uh, the abstention could be very important, uh, over 25% of abstention. So this is the highest uh, expectation for abstention for the, the first round of presidential election. And um, true that even if Macron is obviously the, um, the has a large chance to be re-elected, the question of the legitimacy of its power uh, is, uh, uh, is a real problem. Uh, due to five years or... Uh, 
we should remember when he uh, got elected like, five years ago, um, he was a kind of newcomer in French politics. Of course, he was Minister of Economic and Finance in the, uh, under uh, François Hollande, the former French president. But um, he promised uh, so, some, some um, new start, um, the new age of politics. Mm -hmm. And finally, we, we observed during five years that we continue exactly the same neoliberal uh, policies based on the recommendation of the European Commission. Uh, we continue um, the, the, the same um, difficult evolution for the, the popular class and the, the even difficult time for the middle class. That is, even th there is a, a question that it will not exist anymore if it continues like that. There is a minority of winner of globalization, and this is around. 15, 20% of the society that could manage more or less um, a rel relative positive way of life. And for the others, large majority, life is becoming more difficult. And we should rem uh, remember that the yellow vest uh, arrived on the political agenda one year and a half after the election of Emmanuel Macron. So quite fast, we could analyze that promise was not kept. Um, and the, um, the, the question of our political campaign now is that we, took, we talked only about COVID measures during a month and year, during two years. And now we talk about, uh, about um, the war in Ukraine. So the, the, the question that would be uh, on the agenda of regular political uh, campaign in France is completely muted, as Esther said. Um, and th this is, uh, um, the question is not rather the event that will happen because we can ex expect the result, but the very difficult uh, way to make politics, to implement politics in France in the five years uh, ahead of us. I see. Thank you. Um, I'm glad that you already mentioned uh, campaign themes because uh, it's a very important part of every every campaign. And now we can see that the Ukraine war is definitely in the center of, of this campaign. Uh, but previously there was the COVID-19 crisis and the management of this crisis and also the economic uh, issues related to it. So uh, what would you say are the other issues framing this campaign and um, um, which candidate is projected to resolve the problems uh, of today and how can they um, uh, convince the electorate that they are capable of doing so? When it comes to the, the campaign subject, uh, subjects, it has been a very interesting campaign because during the autumn uh, we saw one candidate, um, namely Eric Zemmour, who was able to frame the campaign by imposing his subjects, his topics. Um, it's not a surprise because the political competition has been going on on the right for some time in France. So we have uh, uh, Marine Le Pen on behalf of the National Rally. We have uh, the Republicans with uh, Valérie Pécresse. And then we, we had this internal debate about the primaries. So Pécresse is a relatively new development, but the Republicans has been an actor 
uh, on the French right. And also, uh, by the way, Emmanuel Macron is a political actor on the French right by talking to uh, the most liberal um, part of the Republican electorate and the centrists. So the political competition, um, due to historic circumstances, we can talk about them later, uh, if you will, uh, has been going on on the right. And uh, immigration, French identity, security, terrorism, etc., uh, has been at the forefront of these debates. And um, Eric Zemmour found the political space uh, to the right of uh, Marine Le Pen, by the way, by talking to Republicans, to uh, national rally electors, and uh, to a certain right-wing electorate who, um, who had had no uh, party or candidate. Uh, at that time, and he managed to to impose his uh, agenda. He was a, a new phenomenon, a newcomer. He was interesting, so uh, not only journalists but also uh, um, analysts uh, talked about him. It was quite evident, uh, and and this went on until November. Uh, in November and December, um, most parties and most candidates were occupied with their internal uh, problems, including Zemmour, including the Republicans. So I would say that was the, the middle part of this campaign. And by the beginning um, uh, of uh, 2022, it was part COVID, part Ukraine. Uh, and now it's Ukraine uh, that is uh, dominating the, the agenda. So there is a competition uh, among the candidates to impose their topics. Uh, obviously, the Ukraine agenda has been beneficial to the incumbent. This yes, uh, famous largely. rally around the flag effect works in France as well, for the moment. We, we still have uh, more than um, 20 days left. Um, so all candidates have been struggling to impose either social issues like Marine Le Pen or the left. Uh, Eric Zemmour has been complaining about this stifling uh, effect of the Ukraine war. Uh, he still says that uh, he believes that immigration and the French identity is the great question. And uh, obviously, uh, it's an advantageous situation for Emmanuel Macron, who is able to, to let's say, uh, work around the campaign and uh, act more like a president than as a candidate, uh, which is another situation um, that is... Um, um, considered as problematic by other candidates who want him to descend to the political arena and participate in, let's say, more mundane debates like um, purchasing power, the social situation, um, pension reform. He just promised the pension reform. So things like that. Um, but the political competition is about the political agenda. Uh, circumstances uh, seem to impose the war. Yeah, as the main topic. Uh, because previously it was um, mostly economic issues uh, that the French electorate cared for, and now uh, are their opinion changed because of the international situation, because of the war, because of the COVID nineteen situation? Thibault, what would you say? Um, I think that the. Um, we should uh, refer to uh, Zemmour campaign, which was very efficient last autumn and even the, the beginning of uh, this uh, this year. Um, he imposed his topic of campaign based on identity, migration, and so on. Um, this is, of course, um, a, a question that uh, that is at uh, in, in the, the core of our social trouble. Um, but the problem is that Eric Zemmour did it uh, as, a, as a former journalist and polemist. So he can point the trouble 
but the, the, about the solution we could bring to that to solve it and to organize the social peaceful life uh, this is not the this is not as easy as it seems you know when you are talking as a journalist um it couldn't change the real uh the, the, this real situation of french society that there is what Jérôme Sainte-Marie, a French politologue, described as the, the opposition of the popular bloc and the uh, elitist bloc. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, uh, Macron is the leader of this elitist bloc. He gathered both right and left bourgeoisie in 2017. And Marine Le Pen is the represent uh, the sociological reality of this uh, lower class people uh, and the, this this growing majority of French that um, live worse and worse because finally we 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 remain in this consumer society but so consumer society is based on we sacrifice everything about um, uh, spirit spirituality um, collective soul. Uh, and we will have individual benefits uh, in uh, our, our, our pocket. So, and now the pocket is empty and there is no collective project that can unite people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and Eric Zemmour um, try to, to celebrate the great uh, history of France. And he tried to, to, to mobilize the crowd around um, this spiritual vision that is not shared by people. I think that there is huge change in French society for some decades. And even Charles de Gaulle, uh, uh, 50 years ago, more than 50 years ago, um, regret that um, French um, social mindset was completely decadent. They were unable, to, they didn't want to, to pay the price to, 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 to keep uh, the three departments of Algeria French. They didn't want to challenge the history, to take the risk of being uh, in the in this uh, really, uh, I mean, in this dangerous position of being free. And I think that th th there is something uh, artificial in the rhetoric of Eximur that he's talk talking to fifteen percent of French people, able uh, that th these people aware of that they are the, the, the dissonant of a, 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 one of the greatest nations in history. But it's not shared by, by the mass of people. And that, that explains why, with this question of migration, very important for, in, for, the, for the daily life of French, when you, uh, you, you use as a rhetoric to, be the, 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 to continue the history of Napoleon and the French kings, it doesn't work that well. This is the, the the question is first the the incredible evolution of French society that deeply changed over the last decades. Thank you. Um, and now that we talk about Eric Zamour and Esther, you also mentioned that the real competition is on the right wing uh, of the political spectrum. Um, and these candidates, Valérie Pécresse, Marine Le Pen and Eric Zamour, they compete among each other. But how can they um, talk to the electorate that consider themselves right-wing? What is different between these uh, candidates? 
This is a good question because I'd like to go back to what uh, has been mentioned about uh, elitism and the popular bloc. Mm -hmm. Because obviously there is a new political cleavage uh, in French politics, which uh, I personally call global local, but uh, we are talking about the same thing. Uh, and it's true that Emmanuel Macron has been the one uh, who tried to organize uh, this, uh, let's say, global bloc, uh, those people who feel themsem themselves uh, comfortable. Uh, this is the elitist, as Thibault mentioned. Yes, or, yeah. yes, I think we can... Yeah, this is the anywhere on the summer of uh, David Goddard as well. This is the okay. same distinction. Yeah, we are talking about the same cleavage. Yes. Um, I, I like to call it uh, global local because mm -hmm. uh, because uh, Emmanuel Macron is the representative of the people who, who feel themselves uh, comfortable in globalization and who yes. believe that globalization can be won. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and this cleavage is important because um, by organizing this cleavage on a national level with Marine Le Pen, rightly, uh, they have been de facto allies. Uh, during these last five years, because they have the same interest to uh, keep this cleavage as a dominant one mm -hmm. in French politics by stifling uh, the traditional left-right cleavage, which uh, still exists, by the way, uh, but obviously um, it is weakening right now due to the uh, very deplorable shape of the Socialist Party and due to the weakening of the Republican Party. So this is the background of this political competition in France right now. Um, and um, let, let's call it the moderate right wing, the neo-Gaullist party, uh, has been between uh, Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen. They are under a twofold attack. Uh, from the left, Emmanuel Macron uh, tries to talk to uh, centrist economic liberals. So, for example, promising uh, a pension reform, uh, trying to uh, reorganize certain um, public services is a political promise uh, rightly to these people. And from the left, uh, Marine Le Pen tried to impose a more identitarian agenda, uh, nevertheless a more moderate identitarian uh, agenda uh, as um, than it was uh, even years ago. So for example, Marine Le Pen right now is pro-European. Uh, she doesn't want to leave the Eurozone. Uh, she is not for Frexit anymore, etc., etc. So this is the political movement that opened up the space for Eric Zemmour to enter uh, into that space. Um, and I've been thinking about uh, the analysis of René Raymond, a French historian who said that in France there is not one right, but there are rights. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are more than one. And he, he distinguished historically uh, three uh, right-wing traditions in France. And if you take a look at um, the current situation, you are going to see that there are, uh, if René Raymond is right, if he was right, there is a uh, at least four right-wing competitors right now in France, so that's uh, one more than necessary. So this competition is uh, is uh, is about uh, the structure of the right. Uh, obviously, uh, the interest of Marine Le Pen and Eric, uh, Emmanuel Macron is to completely stifle the moderate Republicans uh, and to to push that space together and and uh, and and rule together, if you will, on that traditional right-wing electorate. But there are other uh, strategic uh, ideas. Uh, for example, Eric Zemmour, Marion Maréchal and others believe that there's a need for a big unified right-wing party that is able to win presidential elections because there is one thing that we, we haven't mentioned but I think it's crucial in France. 
if you win the presidential election, you are able to control the whole political system. You are able to control the National Assembly, the government. Uh, so you can reorganize, if you will, the whole uh, national uh, political space. So the presidential election is really crucial. Uh, and these alliances, uh, these strategic debates are about uh, the, the, the possibility, the opportunity to win presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thibault, um As far as we talk about the the, the right wing uh, now, uh, would you confirm that um, French society is more pro right wing overall than left wing in the beginning of this 21st century? Um, I think that if this new cleavage happened between anywhere, somewhere, or globalist, local, and so on, uh, it's because the the left wing cleavage is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there, there is not that much, uh, um, it's, it's not an efficient way of analyzing the, the, the political and, and, and social conflicts um, that happen in our society nowadays. Um, interesting enough that uh, Zemmour plan his political campaign with some success to gather the uh, leader from both national rally and uh, republican and th- that that was obje- that's an objective success uh, and he organized it with a, a really a fancy and and well uh, communicated uh, uh, meeting so that that, that was everything uh, the was um, set for the victory uh, according to this this unity of uh, of um, Uh, different leaders of this f- uh, right-wing spectrum. But this is some, th- some, some Twitter event. You know? It's some social media uh, phenomenon. But it doesn't mean that French citizens are amazed when they say that Stéphane Ravier, Nicolas B, or Guillaume Pelletier, this different leader, join Eric Zemmour. They don't, they, they, they don't identify these individuals as leader of the nation and that finally we have like we could imagine it, it may work in a feudal society when there is a different uh, um, great duck or count or baron that gather around a new uh, candidate for the dynasty and and so but because behind that they, they they own the land they they are the major social actor player this is not the same in our political system political life is very artificial It's only uh, the, uh, you, you have a schedule to, to speak at the, the radio or the TV time to time, uh, but you, you're, you're not the, you know, the, the, the most appreciated person in the society. It's rather people uh, working, uh, working in the cinema, fashion, this kind of the singer. This, this is the, 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 the people that the that the, the majority could identify, you know. And uh, Zemmour tried to organize this, uh, this right, large right-wing bloc because as uh, you, you, that's completely exact, uh, this is among this right-wing sensibility that people feel that they belong to French nation, they have to continue, they are in charge of our history. Mm-hmm. On the left side, they are post-national, And they have there. There is 
some pseudo spirituality <laughs> with ecology, for instance. The, the equality, equality is a mantra, is a kind of of uh, of large um, sense of history that has to be achieved, um, even in uh, destroying the coherence or the ethnocultural coherence of France. But we are we we are on the continuity of opening the human rights uh, to to any to everyone um so if if there is a, f- a french uh, right wing sensibility this is this one identity mm-hmm. but let's be honest when we hear the meeting of Valérie Pécresse for instance she talked time to time about identity because this is something she has to do as right wing candidate right candidate but this is a, this is very light comments that they want to refrain the, the number of migrants. They want to control it in a better way. They want, this is not, the, the, what is at stake is not the, 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 the preservation and the development of the French native population. So I, um, even this question of identity could be completely twisted. A lot of, uh, of uh, commentators are quite uh, uh, surprised that Marine Le Pen remain first challenger of Emmanuel Macron, but she don't she don't speak a lot about identity. This it's the the because precisely the identity of the Rassemblement National is about this uh, um, the, this focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we I think that this campaign show us that talking about identity is not enough because who is talk is speaking about identity. It's only politician that has no legitimacy that not do not represent a real, um, a meaningful sense of identity for the majority of people. Thank you. Um, but now I want to talk about the other side of the political spectrum. Where would you place, for example, Mélenchon, Jadot, or even Hidalgo in this uh, globalist, localist, uh, elitist, popular uh, kind of debate? Um, do they have a real chance of formulating an opinion on this? subject or they are completely at the margins of this campaign in 2022? I think they are in a real ideological difficulty to to position themselves within um, this cleavage uh, for two reasons. First of all is uh, uh, the left is fractured ideologically. So if you take a look at uh, left-wing debates, for example, uh, about their relationship with Islam, their relationship with the Republic uh, and uh, and um, Republican traditions, you are going to see internal fractures, and they are going to criticize even each other. So, so this is one thing. Uh, the French left is uh, is not a unified left. Uh, this is, by the way, tactically one of their greatest problems. But behind these uh, tactical um, uh, difficulties, there are ideological differences. That is one thing. And second. Um, one has to also explain ideologically the collapse of the Socialist Party. We are talking about the mayor of Paris, Anidago, at 2% or 3% uh, of the votes in uh, opinion polls. And I'd like to refer back to uh, David Goodhart uh, that uh, Thibault just mentioned, because uh, he comes up, up with a very important argument. Social democracy is an ideology that has been formulated within borders. So in order to be able to redistribute, you have to know 
who pays in and who gets the benefits. And in order to be able to do that, you need a certain sense of community. So you have to somehow limit the community uh, because uh, belonging to one community uh, means that um, people are willing to participate uh, in this uh, act of solidarity. So social democracy uh, is in a clash uh, within this, um, this new cleavage because they have to somehow match the ideological basis of social democracy, with, which is the nation state historically, and the idea of universalism, mm -hmm. uh, which is also a left-wing and egalitarian idea. But, but these two clash because if you open up the community to the max, if you open up the, open up the community without limits, uh, it is more difficult to organize the solidarity because people don't know who they are. Uh, in solidarity with. So this is an ideologic, ideological challenge for the left wing within this global local cleavage. Uh, it is very difficult to solve. And uh, as far as we see, uh, the Socialist Party has been unable to solve this um, ideological challenge. Um, and there's a reason why uh, the radical left wing with Jean-Luc Mélenchon and um, uh, La France Insoumise are also in a relative difficulty, let's say, to, to impose uh, their left wing agenda. Uh, because... Uh, La France Insoumise and Jean-Luc Mélenchon, even if they are uh, critical about globalism, uh, they are very open to certain uh, global institutions like the United Nations, etc., etc. So when you are critical with NATO, when you are critical with um, the European Union and, um, I don't know, uh, international and multinational companies, yet you say that there is only one national international organization, the UN, that you accept uh, and consider as legitimate, uh, you are in fact naming a very, very far institution from uh, the, the, the physical reality of citizens uh, that you consider as a possible organization to organize human life. So, so uh, even if uh, the radical left is, is critical with uh, globalization, they are also thinking in universalist terms to, to a certain extent. And I think that this has been their difficulty for the past few years. And um, obviously Jean-Luc Mélenchon personally, he has other difficulties. His personal image uh, has been degrading since 2017, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I think the, the ideological difficulty is, um, is also there. And, and I think we see... Um, these uh, these problems reflected in opinion polls. And one more thing I want to mention, the Greens. Uh, we can also say that uh, ecology is a global issue. Therefore, it is a surprise that the ecologist hasn't been able to, be, uh, to, to create a stronger political force. Uh, the reason for that is uh, what the French call incarnation. They don't really have a person who is uh, imposing themselves as a person who is able to get elected as a president uh, and who is credible not only on ecological issues but also what the French call uh, le régalien, so uh, foreign policy, defense policy, justice, uh, security, etc., etc. So, so, uh, so charisma uh, basically is essential. Yes, but charisma has to be uh, in modern Objective. French politics, uh, you know, uh, uh, underpinned by, uh, by uh, policies and by, yes. by, by this type of, uh, yes, he knows or she knows what, mm -hmm. what, uh, what, what they talk about. And I think this is the problem of the ecologists because, because uh, ideologically they have the potential to, to, to take one part of this, uh, this, let's say, globalist young uh, electorate so they, they could have um, uh, create a stronger political offer. Yes, but um, remaining 
at this uh, green issue. There's also the problem that every candidate incorporates something green in, in their campaign. And um, what do you think, Thibault? Uh, uh, does that weaken their argument? Because they couldn't own this this issue as as they wanted to originally. Not that much. Um, I think that they, of course, they have a specific focus on ecology, like National Rally um, has this uh, focus on identity and security. Um, the, the the question is much more related to ideology. Um, I, I think that this th this is true. I think that the the, uh, the the question of who we are, the community, the political community we are, it's it's a huge question for the left because uh, they they have this universalism uh, that is uh, destroying any kind of of uh, of borders and. Um, But there is a solution for them to, uh, to, 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 to make a distinction between who we are and who we are not. Uh, and this is the evil. This is an easy manichaeism. And they, they, the, what we see on the left side of the political chessboard is that uh, what is dangerous, what is suspicious, is the majority. And they, they have this uh, wish to unite all the minorities, to defend minorities' rights, Uh, no regard for the majority. Mm -hmm. And we have that for the, the, the sexual uh, lobbying of LGBTQ and so on. Uh, finally, it seems that there is only minorities and, and the majority, which is completely hidden and has no power, uh, looks like a, 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 a kind of tyranny um, that exerts oppression over minorities. And for um, it, it means that you deny the common sense and you only focus on the exception. And this it goes very far. For ecological uh, um, party, for instance, they consider that man is the problem. We are too, uh, we are uh, making trouble on this wonderful harmony that was on earth uh, without us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. I am for sure the, the question of the leader, the leadership um, matters a lot for the presidential election. And this, this is, I think that Jean-Luc Mélenchon hides um, a void behind him. And when he will get retired, because he's not eternal, he has a huge charism. Uh, he's very talented for speaking. He's, I think that rhetorically speaking, he's the best. Um, but behind this... Uh, this personality, you have incredible opposition, growing opposition between different minorities pushing their interest in the, in the, the France Insoumise party. Mm -hmm. So you have really Islamic tendencies uh, because we, you, you, we, they are oppressed by the majority, French majority, something like that. And you have um, the, 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 the most advanced, would say, French bourgeoisie uh, pe people, but really committed in uh, artificial ideology, vegan, so, something, I think it, it, it sounds, to me, it sounds very artificial. Uh, and but, but Jean-Luc Mélenchon is able to cover all these this aspects and tendencies by his own personality. But it, it will not uh, have, a, I think, um, a very interesting uh, evolution 
as uh, when he will uh, he will stop politics. At the end of our, our discussion, I would like to talk a little more about the incumbent president Emmanuel Macron and his role in this campaign. And also because he is the president and he suggested uh, that he was uh, go- he's going to be the president until the last hour. So um, how is he behaving today with the war, with the crisis, with the campaign? What uh, patterns can you can you see in in his uh, in his campaign and his behavior? The most important thing is that he's been delaying his announcement to yes. to, to run again to, to to affirm what we all knew that he was going to run again. The reason for that is that this is a very weird psychological effect, but it works. Uh, is that um, as long as a candidate doesn't announce their candidacy. Um, Everybody is reluctant to treat them as candidates. Uh, and for every incumbent president, there is a, an advantage, uh, ex officio, if you will, is that they are able to act as president. <clears throat> and Emmanuel Macron wanted to profit from this uh, advantage of incumbency uh, with the presidency of the council within the European Union, uh, with uh, his uh, diplomatic efforts when it comes to the uh, Ukraine war, uh, and with the position of being a president, being able to float above all other candidates who fight for power, who uh, who are just politicians, whereas he is uh, the president. So, so this is what I call the the incumbency advantage that uh, he can profit from, and that's the reason why he delayed his announcement until the beginning of March, so the last possible moment. Uh, by the way, he used the Ukraine uh, problem uh, as a, if you will, a shield to justify this um, this delay, even if uh, obviously he's been working very hard uh, on the issue. Uh, and I still think that uh, he's going to uh, try to avoid uh, campaign events as much as possible because he's leading. It's not urgent for him. Uh, the urgency is with other candidates who, who want to beat him. So every campaign event is a risk for Emmanuel Macron uh, at this moment. Uh, he has to uh, think carefully and balance the act because uh, the, the uh, aforementioned uh, problem of legitimacy might uh, find him even if he is re-elected. So that's the reason why he tries to talk about the reforms he wants to implement, like the pension reform uh, and things like that. Uh, but I believe that uh, his opposition, even if he's re-elected, is going to continue to use this uh, this legitimacy issue because uh, because this is a very, very weird campaign. Uh, but obviously the reason why uh, uh, Macron... Uh, is, is, is hesitant or reluctant to participate in campaign events is the, is the reason that he wanted to maximize his profit from the incumbency effect. And secondly, right now he's leading so much that every event is a, is a risk for him. Uh, he uh, participated to a TV event with other candidates uh, on Monday evening, but that wasn't a real debate. So I, I think that the most important issue that his campaign uh, has to be thinking about right now is uh, uh, which... Uh, opponent would be the best for him to to face in the second round because we we all suppose because this is the basic scenario um, uh, that that Marine Le Pen would be an ideal uh, person to 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 meet in a, a second round debate, uh, but there are arguments in favor of other candidates like Jean Luc Mélenchon, uh, and uh, there are. Um, different implications because uh, if you elevate another candidate, if you 
let's say, quote-unquote, choose another second-round opponent, you are going to construct another type of political space uh, that might be just as advantageous for Macron, uh, like the political space that he faces now, uh, but they have to think about it very carefully. Uh, and make no mistake, every leading candidate tries to choose their opponent. That's a very important task for every campaign. So I think this is the, the, the most important campaign question that they have to work on. Let me mention that by announcing this freeze on, uh, not freeze, but uh, rebate on uh, on uh, petrol prices, uh, I believe that uh, right now they are still trying to to work in favor of Le Pen because they do not let the social issue, you know, dominate the agenda. But we will see. We still have three or four weeks left, so anything can happen. But um, these are the main issues that this campaign faces. Yes, and what is your take, Thibault, on on Emmanuel Macron's? Uh, uh, for sure, the, the war was an, an incredible advantage for him. Uh, he won uh, five points in the polls since the beginning of the Ukrainian He's war. He's above thirty percent. Yes, he runs thirty percent. It's it's incredible. For it, it uh, I think that no one would expect it uh, six months ago. Uh, yeah, this is uh, and the the this trio of of uh, opponents around twelve percent. So Pécresse, Mélenchon, and Zemmour. Um, shows how far he is uh, in advance. Uh, I think that uh, Emmanuel Macron has a lot of of uh, really good cards and uh, for to 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 win this because uh, he's incumbent, of course, um, and what he's achieving as um, as well president of the um, uh, European Union for six months. Uh, it's. Uh, what he wanted to do from the begin from the very beginning to 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 present a uh, European unity against something. So of course it's not against the the, the, the American hegemony over Europe. Uh, it's against Russian aggression. Um, they all the 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 very hard effect of economic evolution since five years are completely uh, hidden by the, the 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 recent evolution with the, due to the war uh, interesting enough i was sure that uh, macron would be uh, attacked and condemned by the uh, french opinion for the, the higher price of the of the of the, um, the benzene and so on not at all and due to we, sh- we should say that french media are owned by um this the it's the same oligarchy. Well, I mean, the, an oligarchy with the same mindset, you know, and the same ideal, same liberal ideology. So there, there is not this this huge um, manichaeism that we have in Hungary between pro and anti-Orban media. It is really in favor of this mainstream, you know, liberal mainstream. But they say, okay, it's because of Putin. Uh, and it, the, the question that maybe we we, we could re or we could organize the neutrality of Ukraine and the independence of Ukraine uh, since 2014 and avoid what's happened now, it's not absolutely not on the, on the table now. It's only Putin is mad. We need a strong president to fight this mad uh, 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 Russian aggression. And uh, Macron is the only, uh, the, the only way to, to, to stand united. So... Uh, I think that yes. Um, now it's pointless to describe precisely what was the the, the outcome of uh, French public policies during the last years. 
because the war in Ukraine changed completely the, the perspective and we are only focused on um, a kind of war situation. Uh, should uh, Just to mention, there was a clip, uh, a short video published recently showing uh, Russian aircraft attacking Paris, bombing the, the French capital uh, and uh, saying be prepared, let's be united, because it's a very dangerous situation. So we, uh, the Front National was accused during decades to play on the fears you know, uh, and to, to manipulate the, the, um, the something that will not uh, happen. That the, and now we see this, that this uh, mainstream liberal uh, uh, media um, use with the, an incredible uh, cynism this, uh, uh, this the tool of, of war, of fear, and of course we, we have the, the result that almost one third of the voters would vote for, the, for, for, for Macron on the first round. Thank you very much both that uh, you came and we could uh, talk about this very strange presidential campaign that we can um, observe now. Uh, so thank you very much and we will find out soon enough who will eventually win this uh, election. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.